Hi, and welcome to Practice Makes Parent, where we understand it's not about perfection, but about transformation. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. And today's episode is all about what to do when your child is sick, which is very relatable, I think, for all of us, definitely for me. It's very easy for me, Danny, to go to that worry place with my kids and just kind of spin on things. And I remember for most parents, well, most parents, right? Yeah. But I remember when our river, our son was just really little. He ended up just acquiring chronic infections. It was just almost like he just couldn't shake these infections. Yeah. And we had him looked at and it turned out that he needed adenoid removal surgery. It was just a really hard thing. And I remember crying over his bed, just kind of like watching him at night and just realizing how challenging this was as a parent, you know, being responsible for his health, my husband and I, and just those feelings of like, what do I do? How do I problem solve this? How do I handle it as a parent? Um, And going to God with that and asking for his wisdom, but it definitely can weigh on us, can't it, Denny? Oh, yes. Yes, it can. Yeah, I mean, it's when our child gets sick, there's a sense of powerlessness yes. that we experience as parents. And we we would love to take it away from them. And I remember when mm-hmm. my son, I was a new dad, brand new dad, and I was holding my son. He was throwing up and throwing up, and he was super weak. His head wasn't uh, holding up. He was uh, under the age of one. Gosh. And uh, he, was just, he was just limp and pale. We couldn't keep fluids in. And so finally, we took him to the emergency room, and he was so dehydrated, they couldn't find a place to put um, an IV. And so they put it on his head, right at the top of his head. And I, that's when, I, man, I got really teary-eyed. I got anxious. I'm going, is, you know, is he going to be okay? And I remember just those feelings that were pretty big. And I remember a doctor just saying, hey, we got it, man. Wow. He told my wife and I, you know, he very understanding doctor, Mm. Mm. knowing that this is scary for a young couple. He knew this was our first child. And those were just calming words. And when our our children are sick, our mind and emotions can go all kinds of different directions. So it's important to pause and let our brain catch up with our emotions. What's happening? Just make sense of the moment. Because our kids are real perceptive when we're starting to become super anxious. And then that anxiety can become pretty contagious and make our kids nervous and worried, like things are going to be completely out of control. We need to remember that God is with us all the time. He's in control no matter the circumstance. And I know that's easy to say. It's hard to do that in the moment. Mm. But we can take a deep breath and be reassured. And when we pray... Uh, faithfully during that time, uh, we get to be really present and ready to make good decisions, not only uh, about the moment, but our child's health. Mm-hmm. They're, they're relying on us to to manage our emotions so we can make some good decisions. And uh, some parents have a tendency to panic in these moments, uh, and and they'll give too many medications to their kids, right? Mm-hmm. The child is getting, running a high fever, and they have congestion, and They just want all to stop. And sometimes as parents, if we don't watch it, we can make things worse. Mm. And so take the opportunity to uh, just take a deep breath and calm down and uh, then pointing our child to Christ. And we're going to be talking about that. How do we help our child who's gotten this diagnosis? How do we help them 
establish trust and or reestablish trust in a heavenly Father, where they begin to doubt some things because of this illness they've uh, they've gotten or the whatever diagnosis they're wrestling with, and let them know how much God loves them and cares for them mm. in the middle of this journey that you're stepping into. That's really really great reminders, Danny. Thank you so much. You know, this is a topic that I don't think we talk about enough. Um, we need to know how yeah. to handle our, our kids' suffering. Worry can easily take over when we see them hurting. And I'm so glad that our guest today is going to dive deeper into this topic. We've got some great segments coming up. So later on, we'll hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, how can she comfort her daughter who just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease? That's a big mm. one. That's a big mm-hmm. one. But first, we had a great mm. conversation with Dr. Scott James about how we can best comfort our children when they are sick. He's an author and a pediatric disease physician with some amazing insights. Let's listen to the conversation that we had with Dr. James. So, Scott, the first question I want to go into with you is how can us as parents, how can we as parents correctly navigate our fears and concerns when our children are sick? Because the reality is they're going to get colds, they're going to get sick, all the way to chronic Mm. illnesses and illnesses that we weren't expecting, we weren't planning on, and it completely changes the direction of our home. So tell us a little bit about that. How can a parent uh, manage their fears? It's so difficult because it's... As every parent knows, as probably any human knows, it is so difficult to watch a child suffer. Mm. Uh, so any any time we see uh, a child that that's just going through pain or suffering or illness of any sort, you're right, Danny. The spectrum is very wide, but none of it is easy. It's it's so easy for us to sort of tunnel vision and get focused in on uh, the the child and their immediate needs and suffering that we can kind of lose sight of the big picture. It's easy to kind of get a little too uh, perhaps introspective um, and and focused in on immediate needs and pain and suffering and, and just what we can do to survive the moment. Um, and and I, what I do is I just I want to encourage families, encourage parents to to keep that big picture. And, and by that I mean in a very very biblical way, we can't neglect. God in this. Mm-hmm. We can't forget that he is ultimately still in control, mm-hmm. that he is there walking alongside us. So as as parents, as we are comforting a sick or suffering child, one of the things, we're going to care for all of their needs, and we're going to try to help them feel better in the moment. But one of our main jobs, one of our great privileges is that we get to continue to point them to Christ mm-hmm. and say, God is still with you. God God knows how you feel. He he can empathize with you. He himself suffered, right? Mm. <laughs> For on, so on your behalf. So, uh, so we can we can find opportunities to give them the comfort of God uh, in these moments. And and if I can be honest, as a parent, don't we need that comfort too? Yep. Uh, so I want to. Absolutely. So as I'm pointing that to uh, my my child to to that, or if I'm talking with a patient and trying to give them comfort. I myself, uh, I'm, I'm preaching to myself as well. I mm. need to remember God and uh, and just, you know, what a beautiful thing it is that God tells us over and over in Scripture that He cares for us, mm. that that we can take our worries, our anxieties, our cares to Him, and, yeah. and that he, he cares for us. So, um, yeah. 
And that he gives us that peace that passes all understanding too. Wow. In any circumstance in life, we have that, and we can speak that to our kids. So, you know, we like to be real vulnerable, you know, with our audience and and Hmm. let people know we're all in the thick of it. We're all learners as parents. Um, But I know for me, I I find sickness, especially when it comes to kids or injury, a fearful thing. I can tend to go to a, a worry place and remember our middle child at two um, fell out of a shopping cart onto concrete while my husband's back was turned for one second with the baby. Mm. And um, we thought she had a concussion. And I remember just holding her while she's moaning. She'd thrown up on the way to the hospital. And I was hyperventilating. I was like freaking <clears throat> out. How do you... Uh, thankfully, she didn't have a concussion, but it was just kind of traumatic for me. How do you encourage parents like me to calm down enough to be a comfort to our kids? How do we settle ourselves? How do you advise people in that situation? That's, that's such a good example. I've been there myself. We've all we've okay. all been there. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and yeah. you're afraid that uh, because I'm dealing with my own emotions, my own fear, my own anxiety, I then therefore let's layer in some guilt on top of that mm. because now I feel like I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not focusing on my kids or serving them well. That's I won't speak and, for you, Rebecca, but that's well, how I feel. And we might be transmitting fear to them too, like if yes. we don't deal with it ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So part of it is kind of helping to set the temperature in the room. Mm. So the way that we're processing what we're going through, as difficult as it may be, our kids are absorbing that. Our kids are seeing that. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're helping give them examples of how to respond. Uh, and so if our response is um, not marked by peace that passes all understanding Mm. or uh, a reliance, a tangible, verbal, visible reliance upon God, then we're passing on those um, perhaps bad habits to to our kids. So that Mm. when they face those situations, they're going to be prone to sort of go off into uh, an unhealthy direction mentally, emotionally, Mm. spiritually, rather than uh, crying out to God, which is what we want. So I for me, there, there's lots of ways to do this. I, I think for me, it's breath prayers. It's mm. momentary prayers in which uh, I just, as I'm going about a difficult situation, I'm just sort of um, just reciting scripture. I'm just uh, saying momentary slight prayers uh, that, that I just sort of uh, am, am saying off the top of my head as I, as I pass through, just, Lord, help me with this. Lord, wow. Lord, be here. Lord, be present. Um, mm. I love, I just love praying scripture back to God. So mm. when I'm in that moment, um, Rebecca, I've been in that exact same type of moment where you're just in the moment and oh, you yeah. know something's not right with your kid yeah. uh, and you're full of fear. Yes. Uh, I think mm. a reasonable fear because yes. of uh, what they're going through. And I'll just sit in that moment and I'll just say, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Wow. And I'll just I'll just repeat that to myself. And awesome. Scott, that's, that's such a key point that you just said. That's a reasonable fear because... It's natural if we're human to have a sense of fear, some anxiety in the moment. Mm, absolutely. But then you said, then you choose to point your mind in a certain direction, to calm yourself down, to bring peacefulness into uh, the chaos that you're feeling. And it requires trust that God's got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is so hard to do when you see your child in a vulnerable place. I think most parents absolutely. in their attached place with their child would say, Hey, Lord, just do it to me. Let my child not have this. Mm, I'd rather take, take it, it. Up, up upon myself. Mm. And uh, it's the fear that we don't have control. We can't, we can't do something to solve it in the moment. Mm. And what you're saying is be present, comfort the child, be patient with what God's doing, and to trust Him. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and, and give that uh, that good example to them. I think that fear, it's a good and healthy response. It's, it's a parental response. Yes. Um, but it's something that I think is, it can point us more to God, right? Yeah. So that fear helps us understand this isn't right. Something yeah. is wrong here. I can't fix this. Yes. Uh, and so I need to turn to God who I know is in charge and can fix this. And so it's, it's something that turns us to God. So I like don't that fear's not in and of itself an, a bad thing, but you can't let it get up into the driver's seat mm, and be the thing that is directing what's happening. Yeah, I love too that you said breath prayers earlier. I think of something that a friend encouraged me to do too, where you you're breathing in the Holy Spirit, you're breathing in the name of Jesus, and you're breathing out the fear and the pain and anything that is wrong or off. Um, and I just that has helped calm me down because. Yeah, if I'm Mm -hmm. hyperventilating over my child, potentially being greatly injured, then I'm not breathing and I can't think straight. Um, But if I'm breathing in the Holy Spirit, breathing in the name of Jesus that is comfort, and then breathing out the problems um, and giving them to Him, I I think that's that's a a wonderful way to um, not only breathe (laughs) so that we can think straight, but then actually trust Jesus with it. So I love that you mentioned that too. Wow, Danny, Scott had some amazing reminders for us with this issue of handling our kids' sickness. I know it can be easy for parents, um, like myself, (laughs) in the situation (laughs) that I shared, to lose sight of God's power when their child is suffering. Even if it's a common cold, it's easy to worry. But giving that control over to God is such a powerful thing that we don't often do in these situations, right? Yes, Rebecca. I mean, it's... uh we need to talk openly about our worries to God and mm. into one another, right? Being vulnerable yes. with one another. We're not always vulnerable. We see that hey, we're entering this place or this journey with our kids and then lose sight of of the many people surrounding us that are willing to listen, willing to pray yep. for us. And we don't yep. think about leaning into that type of support. It's normal to worry when your child is sick. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it's what you do with the worries that begins to take right. you into, into potentially dark places or lonely mm. places or depressed places or anxious places as we're talking about. So make sure you're leaning into that support to find that calmness and quietness and to uh, to find a reset for yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yes. And then spiritually – you really need to lean into, we all need to lean into God. Do we really have faith? This is where our faith is trusted. Do we really believe that God is real and that he's with us in the difficult moments? Because sometimes we go, hey, I don't think you've got it, God. I'm just going to take over from here because it seems like things aren't going the way I wanted them to go. And I remember when my daughter uh, was diagnosed with vocal cord dysfunction. She was an amazing singer. I loved to listen to her sing. And she ran like she was running in the clouds, right? It was just mm, it was fantastic beautiful. to see her run. And and then all of a sudden she said, Dad, I'm having some trouble breathing. And she was talking to, to my wife and I about just trouble breathing. We thought maybe it's allergies or something, but it got worse and worse. And it almost started to sound like asthma, but it was almost these breathing attacks. And then she said, man, singing, it's, it's making it hard for me to sing clearly. So she got really discouraged. It was a time where she was just feeling really down. And then we went to the doctor and she got this diagnosis. She said, why would God give me these skills and then take them away? 
Why would that happen with this vocal cord dysfunction? And she had just had a big, big concussion where she ran into a post. And we don't know if that caused it. They don't know the Mm. cause of this. But it led us into some amazing conversations Mm. about trusting Jesus all the time. And how could we lean into God's provision, but also God's, uh, God's plan for her in her life? And it's deepened her faith to the point that she says, God's given me the strength to be able to handle this and manage this. Somehow he thought, this is what I could carry. And we've, Mm. you know, there've been doubts along the way. I've had moments of pleading to God, hey, Lord, could you just heal her? You could, you can heal her. Yet this is a a perfect time to be able to talk about uh, how we can uh, lean into God's word, but also praying for healing and still trusting mm-hmm. that could be there and also praying for God's will. And as we're caring for our children, let's remind them that there's a God who cares for them, even when we don't understand it and even more than we do. Mm. And even when things don't go exactly how they want them to or how we want them yes. to, trusting God in the middle of that. Such good encouragement, Danny. Thank you so much. As a mom, it's really encouraging for me and very helpful advice. Our guest, Scott James, has a great book called God Cares for Me, Helping Children Trust God When They're Sick. And we have that here at Focus on the Family, available for a gift of any amount. This podcast is possible because of your financial support, so please donate and get the book today. All the details are in the show notes. It's time for our weekly Q&A. This week's question comes from a mom named Andrea who asked, My eldest just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, and to be honest, I'm freaking out. She'll have to start treatments soon, and I know she's worried, and I don't know how to comfort her. Mm. What should I do? Danny, what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one. First, Mm. uh, I mean, it really totally makes sense that that you would be anxious, that your daughter would be anxious. I just want to reassure you with that and that your impulse is to try to fix it, uh, which absolutely makes sense. As parents, we want to fix things. And uh, really where you begin is acknowledge that it's going to be a tough season but that you'll be with her at every step yes. of the way. So good. That's what she needs to hear. I'm going to be with you. It's gonna, it is going to be tough, but I'm going to be right here. If you say, oh, you know what? Uh, it's going to be fine. It, it, you lose trust in that initial connection on the reality of what's, what's in front of her. And then second, commit to praying and praying often. Uh, leaning into your trust and dependence on God during this time also makes sense. And... Uh, I really do believe that that in that you're showing a faithfulness that, hey, this is beyond our control and beyond our understanding, and we're going to lean in and we're going to have hope that, uh, that, that God is going to be responsive in the way he needs to be in your life mm. and commit to her with that. And the third one is one that I've, I've loved doing with lots of families that I've, I've walk this journey with in my counseling practice. And that's create a journal for the family. We've talked about journals being used in multiple different ways on the show. But in this one, again, you put a journal out for everyone in the family and allow your daughter to be life-giving in her journey to other people in the home Hmm. and for people in the home to be life-giving to her. So 
in this journey, you can say, there are going to be so many new nuggets, new experiences for you, honey. How about you write us some some thoughts, some words of encouragement, some quotes you run into. Some when you're praying, when you're reading God's word, it's going to come alive like like it hasn't come before because yes. you're in a place of full dependence on God. Yes. And I want to hear that. That's good. Please write in our journals those thoughts. We'd love to have that, and it helps her think beyond herself. Yep. In this time, That's great. and then you guys look for quotes and verses, jokes, other things, and uh, maybe it's a thought or a prayer maybe a drawing that you put in her journal that she can look at when she's feeling completely alone. Those, those have been treasures for, uh, for people that have gone through these, especially as they've maybe had to go in the hospital and they feel alone, mm. or as they've been healed, they can look back at that journey and all those life-giving words that were written by the family can bring you guys closer together. Yeah. And uh, I, really, this is... This is a difficult moment mm. that you're traveling into, and just make sure you take it one step at a time with her. Mm. Yes, Andrea, I went through a situation as a mom with our nine-year-old, um, Gemma. Actually, I think she was eight at the time, and she uh, ended up falling very badly skiing, her first time skiing, and fell really badly. The ski didn't pop off, and she broke her leg really badly. And there was a couple of days where she literally couldn't move because out of a bed um, because she just was in so much pain and she was just kind of getting hysterical when she would think about having to move. Um, and I remember right before going into her her room because I was freaking out as a mom, same as as you are, Andrea. And I remember turning to my husband and just saying, hey, we have to decide what we know about God in this situation so that we can translate that to her. What do we know? We know that God will redeem this pain in her life, that he will make it a beneficial Mm -hmm. part of her story. And so we need to speak that to her and speak words of life. And so I just encourage you to reach out, whether it's to your husband or to a friend, and just partner in that just really know, stand on what you know about God and about his redemption in your child's life and, and that he will make it a, a gift to her in her story as he redeems that for her. We thank you so much, Andrea, for your question, for your vulnerability. It's so helpful for all of us. And if you are listening and you have a question for us, please do send it in. We would love to answer it. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to practicemakesparent.com and click the button on the side of our show page to submit a voicemail. We hope that this episode gave you practical encouragement and tools as you journey through difficult moments with your kids. Mm, Yeah, this was such an important topic, Nanny, and that's why we love doing this podcast, because our goal is to equip parents like you with practical tools that you can use in your everyday life with your kids. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. Join us next week for more tips for transforming your parenting on Practice Makes Parent. parents, parent here. I don't know about you, but most parenting advice I've found is a lot like my son's favorite foods, just beans and hot dogs. It's bland and way too juvenile for how old he actually is. But Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails have biblical stuff that helps me be intentional as a parent. It's great, like a chef salad of parenting tips. If you want biblical, practical, and personal tips to your inbox, here's how. Go to mykidsage.com, put in your kid's age, and get weekly emails that make a difference.